Okay, welcome to another show. We're here at WNZN Radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. This is 89.1 FM Radio. Thank you for tuning in this 4th of July. Well, 4th of July is past, but I guess we're still part of 4th of July week. Yeah. On a beautiful, hot summer day, and we're going to remember this six months from now. We're in the middle of January and snow and ice are outside. But thank you for <clears throat> tuning in. We're here in the recording studio with my good friend and assistant, David Abood. Hey, David. Jan. Great to be here with you today. And his son, Tristan Abood. Thanks for having us back, Mr. Martha. Appreciate good to it. Have you. Good to have you. I, I think it's very good when we get into the Word of God or even when we interview special guests that we have conversation. So yeah. it's good to have you guys mm -hmm. on board mm -hmm. to keep it. Uh, time seems to really go quick, too. Now, if anyone's having difficulty hearing us, by via radio, you can live stream us and just go to www.wnzn, wnzn.org, and that'll come in really pretty clear. And we also uh, archive our material, and I can give you information on that. So uh, we have a couple of guests, <coughs> interesting guests coming up in the coming weeks, but uh, before we do that, we, we kind of go back to our Bible study, and we've been developing some different themes and mm -hmm. topics that have been of interest. And today I want us to look at and discuss the idea of Jesus in the Old Testament. Mm. Now, we know that Jesus says in John chapter 5, he even talks about the fact that Moses wrote about him. Now, that, that's kind of an interesting statement Jesus makes. Um, and he'll say this in uh, John chapter 5, uh, verse 39. Maybe you have that, Tristan. Mm -hmm. Um, John 5.39 says, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, but it is they that bear witness about me. It, okay. it is you, yet you refuse to come to me. You refuse to come to me. And then he says, look at verse 46 and 47. It says, For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe in his writings, how will you believe my words? Now this is a very important statement Jesus yeah. is making here. <clears throat> the idea being that, uh, one of the things that separates the Bible from all other holy books, like the, the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita and Hinduism or even the Book of Dianetics for Scientology, they, they don't have this component of the prophetic. That is to say, we're told 500 years before Jesus' birth that he's going to be born in Bethlehem. That's in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Christians didn't write that book. That's an Old Testament book. Psalm 22, it's first person of a person that's mm -hmm. being crucified. Yeah. That's a thousand years before the crucifixion of Jesus. My point being that as we study the Old Testament and we see these pictures, these prophecies, these predictions, uh, foreshadowings, it's sometimes called, they all point towards Jesus. And it just strengthens our faith mm -hmm. to look at this. And I wanted to look at this uh, today. And I think we can actually go into the coming weeks about this. Because when you come to Luke chapter 24, uh, the famous road to Emmaus, where these two disciples of Jesus are walking out of Jerusalem, there's just been the crucifixion, and they think it's all over. They think it's really, they thought Jesus was the Messiah, mm -hmm. but they just saw him. He's crucified, he's buried, and they're walking back to their home, maybe six miles away from Jerusalem, and Jesus walks up alongside them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if you pick it up, they, they, they're talking to each other, and Jesus they overhears them, and they say, he says, look what it says in verse 19 through 21, Luke 24. It says, And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet mighty indeed, the word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. 
But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yet, yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things have happened. Okay, so there they're, they're downcast. Mm -hmm. But then Jesus says something very important, verse 25 through 27. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. There you go. He well, he could have said what to them? Look, guys, it's me. Yeah, right. Yeah. But he goes back to the Old Testament. Yeah. Notice Why he does he do that, Mr. Martha? Well, sometimes, what we're seeing here, sometimes <clears throat> he'll identify himself. Like at the woman at the well, he says he's the Messiah. The blind man, he, he acknowledged Jesus tells him, I am the, the Son of God, uh, the mm -hmm. Messiah, in John right. chapter 9. But here he's given these guys a more certainty that they can never doubt this. You might doubt an experience. You'll never doubt the fact that this is the Word of God coming together from something written 3,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Yep. Uh, now they're never going to forget this because look what it says in verse uh, 31 and 32. It says, And their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road? While he opened to us the scriptures. So is this saying, Mr. Martha, that they didn't actually recognize Jesus because he himself revealed himself to them? Like he told them, I'm Jesus. They they could see him because they read the scriptures and the scriptures revealed them. Now they put it together. So the, oh. Because a couple things are happening here. Number one, don't forget on the cross, people forget this. It says in Isaiah 52 and 53, he was more marred than any man. Mm. Now, we don't know the full extent of that, but we do know he was brutalized mm. by the Romans. Right. Uh, punched, hit in the face, whipped, scourged, mm -hmm. crown of thorns. Now he has a resurrection body, mm -hmm. just like your body, my body, may be different than it is right now when mm -hmm. we have a resurrection body. Mm -hmm. So it also says that something to the effect that their eyes were holding. In other words, they, verse 16 it says their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. So their eyes were kept from recognizing yeah, him because he wanted to develop this. Who teachers. kept? Who kept their eyes? The from Holy Spirit. Ah. Now, now they know, but notice it says, "Didn't was that our heart warm within us as he opened up the scripture?" So, Mr. Martha, so there's there's a, the Holy Spirit's a complete control here. Right. So it's saying in verse sixteen. Their eyes were kept from recognizing him, and you're saying the Holy Spirit, not a demon, right? The no, Holy no, no. Spirit is the thing that's keeping them from seeing him. Yet, in verse 31, the Holy Spirit is the thing that opens their sure. eyes. Because, okay, some people say, like, what is a proof of Christianity? And one of the proofs that you can say is the Holy Spirit will convict you while you're reading the Scriptures, right? Yep. So, in a way, that by them seeing the Scriptures, because he begins with Moses and all the prophets, uh -huh. right? So, the basically, like, the Torah... And the well, the, the, the entire Jewish Bible. Yeah. He uses the Jewish Bible to show them who he is, and then the Holy Spirit, through that, shows him, or shows the disciples who he is. Yeah, because cool. now they can go teach that. They can they can go and say, "Hey, we met the risen Savior," mm. but they can also say, "Here he is in Genesis. Yeah. Here's what he told." Because notice what he does when he meets with the apostles. Now this is a different scene. They're in the upper room, and he meets with the apostles. But look what he says. Same day, verse forty-four. Uh, through 46. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said go. to them, Thus it is written, the Christ, right, okay, the Christ so, will suffer and die. Again, they know him, 
but he's given him more proof that it's mm. him. Nobody can say, well, it was just a, a hallucination. Mm -hmm. It was just a, a you know a, a ghost or whatever you want to say. He's shown them from the old scriptures that we're going to look at for a little bit here. Anyhow, starting with Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And mm -hmm. that's the way if you go buy a Jewish Bible today, at the bookstore, mm -hmm. you look at it, it's divided into those three parts. Very cool. The, the five, first five books called the Torah or the right. Law or Moses, the prophets, that's major and minor, and the writings uh -huh. would be Psalms, right. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, right. the more mm -hmm. poetical So he, books. he just basically summarized, this is like the Old Testament. That's it. Right. And the, the key there is he's in the Old Testament. Yeah. And that's what we're going to look at today. That's what we're going to look at yeah. straight up. Right. And uh, it's so important that people see this today. Because people are attacking the Christian faith from many different angles, mm -hmm. but it's 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 based on historical facts. I always tell people, yeah. Christians didn't write the Old Testament. That book is finished 400 years before Jesus comes. As a matter of fact, 200 years before Jesus arrives, his birth in Bethlehem, the, the Hebrew Bible is translated into Greek, which is the market language of the day. Just like English is the market language of the world right. today. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, David. And you know, it's interesting, though. In verse 46, it says the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Mm -hmm. uh, when they were with him, remember what Peter said uh, when he said, you know, he's going to be leaving or he's going to, you know, suffer. I think this was the first time that it really hit home to them. Mm. That that was scripture that they didn't <clears throat> understand while he was with them right. previous to the uh, crucifixion and the resurrection. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. As a matter of fact, when you see Peter's sermon in Acts of the Apostles, when the Holy Spirit comes, all he's going to be doing is using the Old yeah. Testament. Phenomenal. Stephen uses yeah. the Old Testament. Paul uses the Old can Testament. Can we go to one of those examples? Maybe the one that you talked about in Acts, just real yeah, quick, just, so we yeah, can just, just, so we can just see that. At the day of Pentecost, this is Peter in Acts chapter 2. Uh, basically, what he's going to say here is now everything, they understand it now. It's right. coming together <clears> in, <throat> in, in what I call high definition. Mm -hmm. right. it's, no, it's just high <laughs> definition. High definition. I like that. But, but if you look at it, it, first of all, it will say um, verse 14 uh, of chapter 2, he comes out. Remember, he was a fearful guy. He denied Jesus. Now he's, he's, in, the, he's in the lion's den. Yeah. He's in the center of Jerusalem. His life is at risk. But look what he says in verse 14, and then just start maybe through 17. Okay. Um, in verse 14 it says, But Peter, standing with the, ele with the eleven, the other disciples, mm -hmm. lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. So he's showing them the Old Testament. Old Testament. And in the days, the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. There you go. So he's taking that prophecy that's in it's in that book. Wow. So he's, he's just moving quoting the forward, Old Testament. Man. What I call cut and paste. But he's saying, then he goes, he gives present tense, verse 22, men of Israel... Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God, by miracles, wonders, and signs, which you, though he was even in your midst, you yourself also know, Jesus being delivered by what? The determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You have taken by lawless deeds. Mm. In other words, he, this is God's plan. It wasn't wow. the Romans, it wasn't the Jews. It was They all played a part in it. But it's God's plan. And that's why he'll go to another scripture where it says... Um, in verse 27, he's talking about David's tomb. It, it goes through a prophecy in Psalm uh, 
Psalm 16, which says, For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see mm. corruption. And right. he's saying, <clears throat> verse 29, he says, Brethren, let me speak truly or straight up to you, the modern vernacular, right. freely. D David, your patriarch, wow. is over in that tomb over there. He's buried. <laughs> his body is corrupted. But this one, God said he would not allow him to see decay. Yeah. When did the case set in that part of the world? Usually the fourth day. Right. right. Fourth That's day. why they would yeah. say of Lazarus. Yeah, right. He, remember, Jesus comes mm -hmm. on the fourth day. They go, at this time, he's, he's right. the body order. The decay is set in. But he's saying, this was the predetermined um, will of God. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's fulfilled in all these old, these old prophetic books. Right. And he quotes in verse he 34 quotes. and 35 the verse that Jesus uses against the Pharisees exactly. and they stop they stop asking him questions That's right. which is the one that says the Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand until I make your right. enemies your footstool because like in John Jesus quotes that um, first of all it's the last time the Pharisees ever like ask him questions right? yeah. or in Matthew and um, he quotes that saying like how does David call him Lord if he is his son right. you know what I mean right and then right so wow phenomenal so phenomenal these are fishermen right yeah. Peter was a fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> he's stepping on the stage now, and he's he he got he gets speaking it. many languages, yeah. speaking like the prophecies of old. Wow, he's just pulling it from yeah. Joel. He's pulling it from Isaiah. He's pulling it from Psalms. What we're going to do today is just look at a little sliver of that prophecy. Right. Started at the very beginning of yeah. Moses' books, which would be Genesis, mm -hmm. and we're going to see. We'll start in Romans. Actually, we'll start in Romans and then go back to. But if you look at Romans chapter five, mm -hmm. Romans chapter five. Uh, we see this very um, interesting contrast, okay? Romans 5, verse 12 says, Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, that's Adam, remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. God says, The day you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right. you will surely perish. So right. sin entered. We uh -huh. call it original sin or fallen nature. Death through sin has spread to all men. Let, let's think of the COVID. Right. Probably one man walked out of that lab and had it. Am I right? <laughs> yes. And that's what they're tracing it back yeah. to, one guy. Hmm. They keep saying, we're going to find that one guy. But that's <laughs> it infected the whole world, in a sense. So, too, think of spiritually. Sin came in the world through mm -hmm. one man. Wow. Right. Or, shall I say one couple? Incredible. But we all inherited that, right. that disease, so yep. to speak. Um, sin was in the world. Now, notice verse 14 of Romans chapter 5, verse Okay. So it says, Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who is to come. There you go. That's going to be an important word, type. Mm -hmm. A type comes from the word shadow, or if you think of um, a signet ring that you seal in hot wax when you're doing a yeah. document, it yeah. leaves the imprint. So too, Adam, the first Adam we're going to see in a moment, mm -hmm. is the shadow of the last Adam, right. which is Jesus. Right. So if all have fallen in Adam, all will be risen to life in Jesus, those yep. that accept him. He is the second Adam. Very right. cool. And so he says, verse 15, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift of God's grace of one man, Jesus Christ abounded to many. So here we see one man leads to the fall of man, and, 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 and uh, death, mm -hmm. and the, through the other Adam, the second what the Bible calls the last Adam, Jesus, mm -hmm. now we see life and righteousness and peace. So death through, the, so you get, yeah. uh, what's going on here is contrast and comparison. I see. Think of that. In some ways they're similar, in some ways they're different. Mm -hmm. okay? mm. yeah. We're gonna see in a moment, there's a lot of similarities between 
these two. So what are the similarities, Mr. Murtha? Well, we're going to get into number one. Well, let's go back. Let's Before we go yeah. back, let's yeah. stop at Mark. Uh, uh, no, let's look at Luke chapter 3, yeah. verse 23. Here's something people don't often re uh, think about. Look at Math, uh, Mark chapter 3. Mark or Luke? Oh, Mark or I'm Luke? sorry, Luke. I'm bouncing Luke around. Luke chapter 3. <laughs> yeah. Luke chapter 3. And this is the genealogy mm -hmm. of uh, how Jesus comes into the world. It starts with it starts from the birth of Jesus, and it works backwards. Matthew works in the other direction. Right. right. But look <clears throat> what the very last verse, verse 38 says. All right. It says in verse 38, the son of Enos, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. The son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. What's one of his titles? Son of God. Son of God. Yeah. Nobody thinks about that as Adam, you know? And he is. Yeah. Because why? Right. Well, I mean, he wasn't like... Well, he, he, he was wasn't the first human being to he be born like in the image of God. So he was special yeah. creation. Yeah. Right. Now, this is important. He, he, he was, was born from the earth. Yeah. yeah. He was born from the earth, but right. he was he was created In the image sinless. of God, right. And he, he was sinless. He hadn't sinned, right? Right. Now, Jesus is a special yeah. creation of God. I mean, his earthly humanity. Jesus existed forever. He's God come in the mm -hmm. flesh. But nevertheless, this title is very interesting, Son yeah. of God. Mm. But that idea that he, what it means here, often angels are called sons of God. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And why is that? They're made. They're in the special image of God. Mm -hmm. They're made. They're special creatures. Are angels of God. also made in the image of God? We're, we are not. We are not created in the image of God in the sense we're procreated. You see, we're different than Adam in the sense he was God yeah. came down, fashioned clay, right. breathed into him. Uh -huh. Adam became a living soul. We we are procreating. In other words, uh, our mother and father come together. Then we're we're created. You see, right. but only Adam was created. Yeah, it, 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 I like the fact we're back to God's word. He was an immediate act by God's word. Exactly, there yeah, you go. He, he wasn't, like when Jesus was born, right, he went to uh, a virgin uh, in the womb. He was actually a seed in a human, yeah. which is totally different. Yeah, but, yeah. different, uh -huh. different, different, yeah. very good. So here we're going to look at some of these similarities. Yep. Now, um, and then we'll go back and forth a little bit to the New Testament. Wait, real quick though, Mr. Martha, before I forget. So wait, just just quick tangent, so... Are, did you just say that angels are made in the image of God? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're called in Job chapter one. They're called the sons of God, right? Plural sons of God, right? What that means exactly, we don't know. We know in Hebrews chapter one they're called ministering flames of spirit. Uh, we don't know exactly the understanding of being being sons of God means direct creation by God. I see. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that's what it's. I don't right. know okay. about their appearances and all, right. all these kinds yeah. of things. So well, let's we'll jump back to uh, okay. Genesis and just see how this thing went down. Sure. Here. So um, and well, we're going to look at how it's yeah. similar and how it's. Well, I think the first thing is the miraculous beginning for both, right? With Jesus and Adam, that's one of the key uh, similarities. Yeah, I mean, well, it, Genesis when God says in Genesis chapter one verse twenty six. Yeah. Would you, who would like to read that? One twenty six. Uh huh. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And God <clears throat> created him in his own image. There we have that, that sense of a special creation. Mm. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now he's going to expand on it in chapter 2. Okay. Then God blessed them, and God said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion yep. over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every 
living thing. And God said, see, I've given you every herb seed. So now we see a couple things going on here. Mm. Number one, it doesn't say of any other part of the creation that's made in the image of God, right? right. That, that's unique. Yeah. Number two, notice he's blessed them, but he's also given them dominion. Mm. Mm. Okay? Yeah, that word's now, repeated. Now, it's one repeated. of the things we're going to see about Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, he is highly exalted that every knee shall bend and every tongue confess. Does he have dominion? Yeah. yeah. More than just the earth, but mm. like the first Adam, he has dominion over Everything. Everything. Right. And one of the things Jesus came when he came to earth in his ministry, he showed his authority over what? Over death, mm -hmm. over disease, over fish. Over Remember nature. All of nature yeah. when he the wind, the, storm. the sea, yep. Yep. the feeding the 5,000. So he had, he had yeah. power over the material realm, the demonic realm, mm -hmm. uh, death. Uh, he, mm -hmm. Like Adam, the second Adam, Jesus, had this dominion. We're going to mm, see, of course, yeah. he's perfect. So right. Oh, yeah. walk. All the way through. But notice it also says he gives him a command to do what? Be fruitful and multiply, and multiply yeah. across the entire earth. Mm -hmm. Right. After the second end, Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, he gives a command to his followers to do what? Go make Disciples, disciples of all, all nations. nations. Oh, right. yeah, I like that. Wow. So, in, in essence, it's kind of a new race. Yes. Now you got it, David. Yeah. Because it's what does a it new say? human race. We're reborn in the image of God, but we also have the Spirit of there Christ and the Holy Spirit there in you us. Go. So it's a brand new race. We're a new it, it's like God said, "Enough. Yeah. I'm done with the Adam. He failed, and he waited for the right time to create this new race. So now we." We have that connection back to God. Good point, David. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse yeah. seventeen says, "If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Right. Old yeah. things are passed away." Mm -hmm. So, what we're getting at here is something very important. Mm. In a sense, in a real sense, yeah. Christians are like a new species. Yes, they're like a we, right because you only have dead, you know, mm -hmm. dead pe lost people and saved people. You right. have spiritually dead people spiritually alive people right people without the holy spirit people with the holy spirit that's why jesus will say to a very mm -hmm. religious moral man by the name yeah. of nicodemus mm -hmm. he comes to him and says we know you're of yeah. god because no man can do these miracles and mm -hmm. jesus just said flat out what you must be born again mm -hmm. it you know john when when you taught that to me a, a few years ago it really stuck because i i didn't really understand how i could be uh, a new, uh, you know, a, a new being in Christ right. because I, I still had all my old tendencies sure. and all my own, you know, physical problems, you know, th that Adam created for sure. all of us, right? right. You know, the, the flesh uh -huh. battling the spirit. So with Christ, we're in the spirit, and that's the difference. And you see that battle between flesh and spirit all the time. Yeah, mm. we're going to look at that. Yeah, because in a you did a great job of explaining it to me back then, and so that's why I think it'd be good to go over today. Yeah, we'll get yeah. into that. We'll put off the old man, put right. on the new man. But as we come into this, there's a couple interesting things going on here. Yeah. Number one, um, he places them in a garden, right? It's paradise. Mm -hmm. It's a paradise yeah. garden. Yes. Yeah. Now, th this is a very important thing. He, he, he disobeyed God's command by doing what? Partaking of the forbidden fruit the, okay. the, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay. The second Adam will be in a garden called Gethsemane. Mm. And he is to partake of what? 
the cup. Mm-hmm. And he prays to his heavenly father three times. If yeah. it be your will, take this cup from me. It was a mm-hmm. cup of his suffering, his anguish, his death on mm-hmm. the cross. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Mm. Both take place in a garden. Mm. Both involve partaking of something. Wow. You see? But as the second Adam, or the last yeah. Adam, Jesus obeys the father. Right. He partakes Ooh. of it. He right. partakes yeah. of it. And it's a right. very somber moment and i think it implies more than just this physical death i think it had mm. a deep so um so in the beginning then god entered into a covenant with adam promising him eternal life on a condition of perfect obedience so th- there were two separate covenants right well there's two trees in yeah. this in the, in right the, in the, i mean there's multiple trees right, right. But there's two significant trees mm-hmm. one is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but the other is the tree of Life, life, yeah. And see, what's implied there is if Adam would have partaken of that in his fallen nature Mm -hmm. after he sinned and turned his back on God, then he would have been cut off. You know, he eternally, if he partook of the tree of life. You see, yeah. Now, this idea of tree is very important. We could develop that, but it'll use that metaphor for Jesus uh, and the tree, the cross. Mm -hmm. It's the cross is a dead tree, right? It's wood that was taken. It's a dead tree. That's why it'll say in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, cursed is everyone that hangeth upon a tree. And that's from the Old Testament. But Jesus took the curse. He took a lot of things. He took yeah, my sin. He everyone. took everything. Right. Uh-huh. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. So as we go through in Genesis 2, and we see Man. this Adam creature um, being, this human being, um, if you study... God builds up, you know, first he creates the, the, the light, and then he creates the sun, the moon, the stars, then he creates animate uh, plants, and then he creates birds and fish, and then he creates animals. You see, there's mm-hmm. almost the thing moving through the material mm-hmm. to the more sentient, the more conscious life. And his crown of creation, as the poets call it, is the creation of man. But in a real sense, his ultimate creation, or his final act of creation, was Eve. Now, what does he do to do that? He takes this first Adam mm-hmm. and he puts him in a deep sleep, right? Yes. And out of that, he will take from his side mm-hmm. a rib and he will fashion a companion yes. and raise him up out of that deep sleep and present to him his bride, mm. Eve. Right. So the second Adam will also go into a deep sleep. We're going to call it his death, his mm-hmm. crucifixion. The last wound in that crucifixion will be from where? His side. His side. Mm-hmm. The blood and the water came up. It's through the blood that he purchases the bride. The bride is the church. He brings them up out of that resurrection. Mm. And right now what God is doing is taking a bride for his son. So mm. you're, you're, so wait, just to summarize, you said that Adam is sent into a deep sleep, right? right? And here, from uh, his side, mm-hmm. this is in Eden, this is actual scripture, mm-hmm. it is taken from his side, one rib, and then God uses that rib to fashion a... New creation, mm-hmm. which is Eve, which is then presented to Adam by God, and then in, and then in sim, in a similar situation, Jesus goes into a type of sleep, death, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because death and death and sleep are uh-huh. kind of blurred in the Bible sometimes. Um, so it's a type of uh, sleep, which is death, and his side is pierced by the centurion's spear. Out of it comes blood and water, right? And th- this blood washes away the sins of his bride the future church and then god will present the church to jesus in in 
similarity to Adam being presented to his bride, right? Right. Well, the, yeah, I mean, in a sense, what's going on now because of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, mm-hmm. the shedding of his blood, we know that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. He had to go to the cross, which right. distinguishes Christianity from all other religions. Right. This whole idea of the crucifixion, burial, resurrection. Mm-hmm. So it was necessary that we are redeemed by the blood. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're what we call blood-bought. We're purchased by the blood of the Lamb, mm-hmm. right? Right. Well, that starts on day one with the early apostles and the followers. Everyone that's saved mm-hmm. becomes a part of the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it the church. How does the book of Revelation end in chapter 19 with this incredible wedding feast of the Lamb that's in heaven? And all the redeemed are there. And they wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb. Right. Right now, what we're doing is preparing by having robes that are uh, mm-hmm. without spot and blemish. That's so there. cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. of marriage starting in the Garden of Eden, you know, when he says the two shall become one, it over it arcs all the way through the Bible. In the Old Testament, God was related to Israel in a in a in a in a husband wife fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's why when they went after idols and idolatry and immorality, he says you went in adultery or spiritual whoring away right. from me. Yeah. Sure. And the Hittites and the Canaanites and then he used the book of Hosea, this prophet whose wife went out mm-hmm. and was involved in immorality. Mm-hmm. And he says, bring her back. You love her. Bring her back. Wash her. But it, when you come to the New Testament, John the Baptist is like the best man. He is heralding the bridegroom, which is Jesus. Right. That's why Jesus says. Ooh. That's why he that's says. That's cool. The Pharisees say to Jesus, hey, John's disciples fast, and we have our followers fast. You know, uh-huh. they were very... Why don't your apostles fast? He says, when the bridegroom is with them, they do not fast. When he leaves, then they will fast. Mm. Jesus recognized the fact he was the bridegroom. Man, That's why the first miracle in John is mm-hmm. where? At a wedding feast. Yeah. Phenomenal. At a wedding feast. That's a great comparison. And what's he doing there? Yeah. He's turning six big water pots. I've seen these things in Israel. They're huge, these big water pots mm-hmm. that were filled with water. What was their purpose? external cleansing mm. purification yeah. now that's the old testament it could right. only purify mm. the outside what does jesus do turns into wine right that's internal that speaks of the holy mm. spirit job all of these kind of he's coming to transform mm. not to just change but mm. but didn't christ uh say to his mother that he didn't want to do that or it's too early for me yeah he it was, yeah. It was you know it was he's on a tight time right. he's on a time schedule yeah. but he's willing you know to do right. it for the sake of the okay. moment but yeah. it does have heavy heavy implications because uh it starts with a wedding i mean yeah. right. in a sense genesis 3 starts with a wedding with adam and eve god says the two shall become mm-hmm. one that you know right and so we see that perfectly worked out now what's interesting about that that's conjecture but perhaps adam always had that scar or where that place where god had operated on him so to speak now what right. about the second adam he too has the scars that's the one thing that's on him after his resurrection because right. he says to Thomas, Thomas, come here and do what? Touch my wounds. Touch my wounds. Put your hands. And when we have the scene mm-hmm. in John, the book of Revelation, in chapter 5, mm-hmm. we see the lamb on the throne as it had been slain. Ooh. So what, what that means. Explaining the idea of the bloodied lamb. Well, right. it, he's been martyred. He's been mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. Because why that's so important is that, think about this. Think of all the great things man has done through the centuries. Right. You know, the Colosseum, aqueducts, contact yeah. lenses, iPads, contact jet lenses. airplanes. <laughs> all these inventions of man and monuments 
what is the one thing man did on earth that made it into heaven? What we did crucified Christ. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's when he comes back, it's still visible. And he's right, right down the clouds. Because it yeah. says in Zechariah, they he's, will look upon right. me whom they, they have, have pierced. pierced. Right. So mm-hmm. it could be an emblematic. This of doesn't all get more doesn't get more clear than that, does it? No, okay. all no. eternity. Yeah. That could be a reminder to each one of us mm-hmm. that he purchased each one of us at a great price. And when we wow. studied, and not to digress, but with Revelations, I just thought about how the bloody lamb is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Right. You see that in Revelations. Mm. I think it was 17, or was it 17? Well, yeah. Both yeah, five, so, five. so it's current all the time, oh, yeah. regardless of when you come to the Lord, and I think I think that's really important. Yeah, he's in control. Yeah, that's right. the book of Revelation. Yeah. We, we come Man, away yeah, with we'll anything. talk about that No matter time, how chaotic yeah. this world gets, mm-hmm. he is on the throne. Right. He is on the right. throne. That's a very important yeah. point to make. Okay, so now we see, we're going to come back to this Genesis because there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Sure. We're going to see similarities with the first Adam and the last mm-hmm. Adam. But let's go back to Romans 5 okay. and, and kind of fill in the fill it in a little bit. Why this is so important, it's so important on so many levels. Because even to your point earlier, David, it has direct application for us today. We're going to see that in a mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So, okay, back to Romans 5. Now, um, Look, look at verse 16 and 17. Okay. So it says, The free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift, in contrast, following many tre- trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteous reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Okay, do you see how he's working up this contrast? Yeah. Two men. Yes. First Adam, second Adam, mm-hmm. or last Adam. Right. Mm-hmm. Two acts, one of rebellion, one of disobedience, yeah. the other of obedience right. and true sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. Two results. One is condemnation, mm-hmm. death. Death reigned okay. through that one man. And the other one is yeah. grace, righteousness, forgiveness. And life through the one man, Jesus exactly Christ. Right. right. So he's, you could you could run a parallel columns on mm-hmm. this thing yeah. and see it's really perfect. I mean, now somebody can say, I don't believe the Bible, I don't believe, but this thing, the way it's laid out, it's almost like a, what I always call like a Swiss watch when you took the back out. You remember those old watches, David? Yeah. In our day? <laughs> when you take the back out, all you see these little oh, wheels yeah, and gears sure. and little, mm-hmm. you know, jewels are in there. That's like the Bible. It's always yes. this beautiful perfection. And um, again, we're very happy you tuned in today. This is WNZN Radio coming from Lorain, Ohio, and we're studying the two Adams, or sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to see in a minute in First Corinthians, it's called the first Adam and the last Adam. Mm. But he's going to go to explain it just a little bit more if you look at verse uh, 18 and 19. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience that many mm-hmm. will be made righteous. That's 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 the that's key. The key you yeah. see? Mm. That's yep. what it'll say in, in Corinthians. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become mm. the righteousness of God. Mm. Yeah. So somebody can say, Well, I didn't do anything wrong, it was Adam that did it wrong. <laughs> well, we are both we yeah. are both sinners by birth and by choice. <clears throat> you know, because yep. um, we're all, the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it offers us a remedy in the yeah. second Adam. That's why it's so important to get this message out there, that it's a gift. It's not like you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you got to give up all this and, and, and fast every other day and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. No, it's a free gift. And we're going to show you in a minute 
once you receive that free gift, God wants us to put off the old man, mm. the old Adam, sure. and put on the new man. Sure. You know, it's it's a lot easier to digest when you realize it's an entirely new race. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Exactly. So you can step out of your old shadow and come into the new one. Exactly and, right. And, and that's really what helped me understand what was going on here with the Holy Spirit in mm. us as well. When you see the power that Peter was able to wield yeah. after he received the Holy Spirit when Christ went up, that gives me hope that I can battle all those fleshly desires that I have and the way I behave, you know, all my human frailty, my anger, yeah. my bitterness, uh, you know, what I lust after, whatever it might be, all those things are done with in the old race, and that's why the new race mm. is so important. You're right, David. And exactly if, right. if you can just tell yourself that and walk through it, I think it's a little bit easier to digest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, look at the last two verses, then we're going to jump and get into that topic you just got to. Yeah. Look at verse 20 and 21 of this chapter. Or actually, verse 19. See that? where it says some, at the end, nope, many will be made righteous. Then he yeah, says, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign, that's rulership, mm -hmm. or reign through the righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice how it's, this thing starts with death yeah. through the first, and it ends up in the last verse, eternal life through mm. Christ Jesus. So just turn over, since we're in Romans, uh -huh. to your topic. Therefore, now when you receive this, Romans look at this, chapter 8, verse 1. You're in chapter 8, Romans? Uh-huh, verse 1. It says, There is therefore no condemnation anymore for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. There you go. So if you, if you receive Christ, there's no more condemnation because Jesus received mm -hmm. our condemnation. Mm -hmm. You see? Th then it says, but you have to receive him. That's why he says in verse 9 and 10, yeah. but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. See, mm -hmm. that's the key. Many people can go to church, but the spirit of God is not in them. Right. They do religious things. They do good things. But you, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Right. right. It says it right there. Mm -hmm. So it's two kinds of people in the world today. Those that have the Holy Spirit and those that don't. Those that are spiritually alive, those that are spiritually dead. And if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. The spirit is life. But if the spirit, now this is powerful, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Yeah. You see how powerful oh, yeah. this mm -hmm. is? Think about that for a minute. Now, now think about this. <laughs> think about this analogy going back yeah. to the first Adam. Yeah. He, he accepts, I mean, he goes down and then mm -hmm. God presents to him his wife, Eve. They become one. The two shall become one. Okay? When we accept Jesus Christ, we become the bride of Christ, and we become one with him. Mm. That's why it says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. But not me, but mm. Christ liveth in me. Mm -hmm. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith right. in the Son. Do you see that co-mingling, that yeah. union? <clears throat> right. So we're not only yeah, I mean, that's, separate, now yeah. we're... We're Man. in union. It that's, says here, you got that same yeah. spirit, but it doesn't. What? I, I, I think that's important to kind of talk your flesh down when you realize that you're a vessel for the Holy Spirit and God Himself. And you know, when you think about that for a second, I think it helps you.
talk your fleshly side down. Oh, I'm sure. When you think about that for a minute. I mean, realize that's, you're indwelt with the Holy Spirit of yeah, God. That's the right. force like electricity. That's yeah. a person yeah. that wants to, to really... That's in there watching you all the time. He sees what you see. He sees what you see. He hears what you hear. You that's see, right. See. That's, that's that was my wake-up that, call. That, that's a powerful thing. Because right. then you start yeah. realizing right. you are a temple. Now, right. there was only one temple that God dwelt in in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. That was yeah, that, that was temple. A, right. and, and we are caretakers mm-hmm. of this temple. You know, that he, because the presence of God is in us. I mean, what Jesus did is so astounding. People don't realize mm-hmm. there was only one location of God in the Old Testament. And that was in the Holy yeah. of Holies. But through Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, ascension, now we all that want to accept this free gift become in, that's why Paul, especially with the Corinthians, because they yeah. were a carnal group, yeah. they had all kinds of issues. He's like pulling his hair out, I think. He says, Know you not that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit? Mm. You've been bought with a price. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to see, when we receive Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. When we yield, then the Holy Spirit has us. Right. And then we can start walking in the Spirit. That's mm. spiritual warfare. Because look what he says right here. Look what he says in verse 15 of Romans 8. Romans 8. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. See that? But he doesn't just change us. We're we're a new creation, but he's going to change the earth too. Because look at verse 20. Uh, Well, let's go verse 19 through uh, 22. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Revealing of the sons of God. Not angels, us. Or is this sons of God? Uh, no, us. That's okay. us being full um, matured. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself would be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. See that? You Even know, creation is yeah. fallen. But through Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, even the creation itself is going to be transformed. So first and foremost, we are new creations, right. new creatures, mm-hmm. like you said, David. But even paradise, which was lost, remember thorns and thistles yeah. and pain and all that, that's all going to be changed. Mm. But it's, it's going to, it's, now it's groaning. You've got tsunamis, mm. you've got hurricanes, you've got all this stuff. Yeah. Mm. But one day, it says in Isaiah, and it says at the end of the book of Revelation, the lamb will lie down with the lion, the little boy, the little baby that put his, his hand near mm-hmm. the cobra nest and not be affected. So what Jesus did is so... Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's cool because also, like, if you're thinking about it, essentially, in the garden, we were cast out of paradise. Yes. But then, like, would it be fair to say that we're kind of put back into it now? Like, In, in a sense. Now, paradise, when it was lost, even creation itself fell. Right. It, it kind of... Death entered into you, and Satan entered into you. Right. That's why it says thorns and thistles come out. Mm. The first offspring of Adam and Eve, mm. Cain will become a murderer. Right. And so you get all this. By chapter 6, God is going to wipe it out. I mm. mean, he's going to send a flood. Everything is getting so corrupted. Mm-hmm. When man, when God gives man a free will, that's problematic. Sure. I mean, it's it's, pow, it's powerful, Yeah. Uh, but it's also wrought with problems. Because unlike the stars and the moon and a tree and a squirrel, they, they are programmed to do a squirrel, a tree, a planetary thing. Mm-hmm. But we have free agency, like mm. angels. We can choose. And we can, just like it goes back, you want to choose from the tree of life or you want to choose the knowledge of good and evil. 
God says in the Old Testament, I set before you this day, life and death, Mm -hmm. choose life. Mm -hmm. On the cross, one thief turned to Jesus and mocked him, ridiculed and mocked him out. And the other says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You see, it's that binary runs That's Luke 24, 33, right? Right. You you, you look at um, how long it took God, like, you know, the timing is just perfect for when Christ came. It's almost like he knew it would take us a long time to figure out that we can't do this alone. I mean, you look at Noah, the flood, only eight people survived with all the animals or something like that. Then Sodom and Gomorrah. And then look at the Roman Empire with their lust, their greed, their incest. You look at all that, and then he lets it play out a little further, and then the Son of God comes down. So, I mean, it kind of helps you realize how much we have failed since the beginning. And, and that we need that. I, I don't know. That's just. No, you're right. I mean, it I, says in, in, in Jeremiah 9, it says, yeah. The heart of man is deceitfully wicked, and who can know it? Yeah. You know, I mean, that hit me right in the space when I went to Cambodia and I went to the killing field and I went through the, the, the right. basically the torture chambers. It was a yeah. high school converted. Wow. Then I went out to the fields where they actually killed. And I thought, How could man do this to man? Yeah. I never saw it up close mm-hmm. like that. It was just. How right. Man do well, I didn't even man. think about the Hitler area. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Yeah, on scale, oh, that's Cambodia was still, more percentage yeah, uh-huh. But Hitler, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Stalin mm-hmm. with uh, Mao Zedong, all this, you know, through the ages, man is vitally needs a heart transplant. You need to be new creation. Mm-hmm. And that ties us for the last couple of minutes. If you look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, mm-hmm. it talks about the second Adam now. Uh, and this this will be... Uh, this is very powerful because it ties in the things we've just been looking at here. Um, now, he talks about the idea that Jesus is going to be um, this idea of uh, the second Adam. Mm-hmm. And if you look down in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and look at verse 44 and 45. It says, thus it is, verse 44, it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body if there is a natural body there is also a spiritual body thus it is written the first man adam became a living being the last man adam became a living life-giving spirit you see that how he compares the two adams again mm. he does the same thing uh, in verse 22 where he mm-hmm. says same chapter for as in adam all die even so in christ all shall be made alive mm. right so he's combining these two we're going to bring this to a close mm-hmm. shortly but this idea of two atoms, but it has benefit for us today because the first Adam was a living being. He was made by God. He, mm-hmm. But he says, how, but Jesus is a life-giving spirit. Verse 46, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. The first man of the earth was made of the dust. That's Adam, right? right. The second Adam, the second man is the Lord from heaven. Jesus came down from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. Mm. As is the heavenly man, so are we heavenly. You see, that's mm. us Christians. As we have borne the image of the man of dust, so also we shall bear the image of the heavenly man. You see that? We yes. are, we're Christ ambassadors. We bear that image now. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot eat. So do you see that idea that yeah. we're this new creation mm-hmm. because of the second Adam? We mm-hmm. lost it in the first Adam. We regain it in the second Adam. Mm. And that, that's a very powerful thing because it has to do 
with the life we live now, you know, and how do we live that life, and what do we share with others mm. in terms of saying, hey, there's this free gift, you can have it. It can transform, you can change, you're going to see things happen. Uh, you, you, you won't have the same fear of death you might have had, you know, mm-hmm. all of these kind of issues, and it's provable. If, if people take the Old and the New Testament, mm-hmm. which we're going to do in the coming weeks, I think, we'll go through Genesis, sure. and, and how they go tongue and group together, how, how can this be unless it's God-inspired? Mm-hmm. You know, how, mm-hmm. how can you tell of an event a thousand years before it's going to happen with high specificity? Mm-hmm. Weathermen say there's a 50% chance right now. They've got all these <laughs> instruments out there. Yeah. We, we have great, great, yeah. uh, you know. So here we see this idea. This has tremendous benefit on us today. And that's why he'll say, um, look at verse 54 through uh, 57. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immorality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see that? He's Mm. saying here, because Jesus rose from the dead, because Jesus paid for our sins, Death doesn't have that same hold on us. Mm. Doesn't have that, that like mm-hmm. what's coming next. And right. What right. And because of this, mm-hmm. he says this at the very last. He says, "Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, be immovable, mm-hmm. right. always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain." So, because we have this treasure, because we we, <laughs> we come under the the relationship with the second Adam, uh, the, our our forefather, if you will, you know, this new race. We're new creation through what Jesus has done through his death, burial, yeah, and resurrection. Right. Things have changed. Even death itself. Even the fear of death. Mm-hmm. It'll say that in Hebrews. I'm going to start wrapping up. But if you look at Hebrews chapter 2, uh, it'll say something extremely, uh, very, very important. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Um, Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews two. verse 14 and 15. All right. Actually, verse 13, because that talks about okay. him getting us as children. So Hebrews 2, verse 13. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Yeah, were they his children? Okay. Yes. Jesus. Okay, go. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver... All of those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Notice several things here. Number one, he calls us his children. Mm. We talk about we're a new race. Inasmuch the children have partaken. In other words, we're, we're in this flesh and blood body, right? Yes. He himself likewise shared the same. He incarnated. Emmanuel, God with us. That's the Christmas story. God comes down. He takes upon. Why did he take upon a flesh? So that he could he could die in the flesh. He could he could. He could destroy death through crucifixion and resurrection mm-hmm. that he might destroy the works of the devil. Mm. See, they says that? Who and release those who the fear of death were all their lifetimes. People fear death. Mm-hmm. They fear death. I don't care. We're in the 21st century. Oh, yeah. They still fear death. Absolutely. But if you know Christ, I mean, he went. That's why I always tell people, you know, you can go to the tomb of Muhammad. You can go to the where they have some of the remains of the Buddha. There's a tooth here and a tooth there. You can go to the founder of Scientology, L. Ron Hunt. You can go all of these tombs, and they make big shrines out of them. Mm-hmm. The tomb of Jesus is empty. Mm. There's, no, there's no sacred place 
because he rose from the dead. Right. And because he rose, we can live a risen life. Mm. And that's why, you know, when you come right down to it, and we'll close on this, because we have this, he says something very interesting in Colossians chapter 3. And we'll, we'll just, just come in full circle now that we're these new people in Christ, this second Adam. But he says something very important in chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. See that? See what he's saying here? We have this new life. We have this resurrection. Right. Now we have power. Therefore, look what he says, therefore, verse 5. Therefore, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in your sexual, or I'm sorry, what is in you. These things being sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. All that comes from the first Adam. Yeah. Yes. You see that? All mm -hmm. that comes. And he's saying, now you've got the power to put off the old man, and then he'll go down uh, further. He, he lists more yeah. things, gossip and all this. Anger, then, wrath, malice, right. Then in verse 12, he says what? Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another as if one has a complaint against another, forgiving him as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. Then he says, put on love, put on... So he's, it's this idea of putting off and putting on. Right. Putting off and putting on. We put off the old stuff from old Adam, and we put on the new stuff of the new Adam, or the second mm. Adam. You see how that yeah. works together? It's really cool. Oh, yeah. And, and so... So we're going to get into this further. Thanks, awesome. David. Thanks, oh, yeah. Kristen. And what's next week's topic going to be? Well, I think we've got some special guests, but they're coming later. But I think we're going to stay with Christ in the Old Testament, particularly Jesus in Genesis. Okay. We're going to see Jesus in Genesis. Exciting. In very, very high detail. And uh, I think it strengthens our faith. Awesome. Then, to me, it says at the end of Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And today, just studying the first Adam and the second Adam, I think we've grown in our knowledge oh, yeah. sure. of, of Jesus, have we not? You know, mm, and, yeah. and we're just going to increase in that, God willing. Mm. So, I uh, hope you all have a great week. Uh, God bless you. Uh, if you've not received this new life in Jesus Christ and you're here in this radio program today, it clearly says in John chapter 1, uh, to as many as received him, to them he gave the privilege and the power to become a child of God. And you can have that new life. You can kneel and pray and just say, God, I'm a sinner. I, I want to turn from my own ways. It's not lead, leading me on a good path. And simply receive you into my heart, and I want to live for you. Mm. And I just thank you, my Heavenly Father, for doing that for me. And you may want to start studying or just reading one chapter in the Gospel of John. Start with chapter 1. You may not understand any, uh, everything, but you're going to understand a lot. And then next day, chapter 2. But if you've not heard the, about this, also seek out a, a Bible-believing church, a church that's teaching the Bible, mm. and you'll, you'll meet other people that, that have come into this new life in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So thank you again for listening, and God willing, we will have a show next week looking at Jesus in Genesis. God bless you. Have a great weekend, Take everybody. Care.